Hi everyone and welcome to the Perma Podcast. I am James Prescott, your host. Welcome. It's really great to have you all here. This is a different kind of episode of the Perma Podcast. Uh, most weeks we have a guest on and we talk about all sorts of different things. And uh, that will be continuing. We have a, I have a lot of really, really great guests um, lined up. Lots of great interviews recorded. I'm so excited to share them with you. Uh, this series we're doing on grief will continue. Um, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing those things with you. But just today, and maybe a few times in the next few weeks or months, I might be doing a few solo episodes like this. Because I was talking to a friend of mine, and I just felt like, wouldn't it be nice if the people who listen every week and give such great feedback and, and support me that maybe we had a chat that I had a chat to you guys and especially right now because it's a difficult time right now for everybody um, the coronavirus is spreading it's impacting a lot of people's lives people are dying people are holed up in homes in their home not able to go out. Um, I know many people who are losing income because of it, because their work depends on them being around large groups of people and being paid to speak. There are people losing their jobs. It's affecting everybody, and it is a very difficult time. And many of us are afraid for loved ones who are at risk, um, I'm I'm afraid right now. My dad is um, in his 70s. He's high risk in terms of health as well. I'm afraid. I'm afraid for him. Um, much less afraid than he is, actually, it appears. But, um, but I'm afraid for him. And so is my sister. And that's normal. All of that is a normal human response to a crisis like this. Um... And everything is permissible. Every response is a human response. It's normal to react to a situation like this. Um, So if you're feeling afraid or anxious, or you're grieving, or you're suffering, or things are uncertain for you, that's perfectly normal, and you're not alone. There's many of us who are experiencing the same thing. And one thing that I've been really aware of over this time is that many of us are grieving. And not just grieving the loss of loved ones, but grieving the loss of a life that we've had that we had before. Because our lives are going to change. No matter what happens now, all of our lives are going to change. We're not going to suddenly go back to the life we had before. You know, things are going to change. Um, how we, how we make our, how we, how we do our work is going to change. Maybe that in future more people work from home than before. How we, how we take care of ourselves is going to change. How we take preventative measures, even when things calm down, they're going, it's going to change. Our lives will not be the same. 
and we will have to grieve the life that we lost. And there'll be a lot of people who are angry and upset and afraid and won't be able to deal with the life that they've lost. For understandable reasons, it's a human reaction. You know, we're human beings. We are not perfect. We have fears and anxieties. We have emotions. We don't want things to change so dr- so drastically, so quickly. We want to go back to how things were before. It's it's in our nature. And the thing is that things won't be able to go back to how they were before. The people that we, we lose will not come back. If we lose a job, we won't get our job back. If the, the way that we live our life will probably change and we won't get that back. And we have to sit in that grief and acknowledge that grief and not allow it to control us but not ignore it one of the things that we can do when we go through something like this is we can build a structure around our pain we try to ignore it we try to control it with routines with um, structure with addiction um, with escape and we don't actually deal with the pain and when we do that the pain ends up having control over us this was my story when I lost my mother 20 years ago I built a structure around my pain to manage it and I thought I'd changed everything in my life I thought I'd deconstructed out of my old life and just built a new one but what I'd actually done is build a structure around my pain that I was managing my pain I mean, I'd had counselling, I'd had support, I'd had prayer, and I'd dealt with it to a certain extent, but there was still pain right at the root of things that I hadn't dealt with, and I knew it was there all the time. I just didn't deal with it, because my life was pretty good. I had a steady day job, and I was part of a church, and I had a home group, and my life had structure and order and rhythm to it, and it wasn't completely unhealthy, but I was ignoring some pain. And that wasn't healthy in the long run. In the long run, I had to somehow deal with that. And it was only when I confronted it and I took it on and I worked it through with professional help and in community with other people that I finally got free of the control of my pain. So that right now, when I get triggered, the pain doesn't control me. So... Like, recently, I've been triggered. This, what's happened with the coronavirus is triggering all my, all my triggers at the same time. It's triggering my, my grief and abandonment triggers. It's triggering my ASD, my, uh, my autistic um, Asperger's triggers um, about control and, and structure and order. Um, it's, it's triggering my anxiety. So all of these things are being triggered. And so I'm feeling a lot of pain. I go to some really difficult places when those are triggered. I feel it deeply. I'm highly sensitive. I'm an empath. So I feel it deeply. And I feel others' pain deeply. And so all of that can be overwhelming and really painful. 
and it was the other day I had a really bad really bad day um, and I'm really really grateful for the friends that contacted me that invited me to talk to them I spent the whole evening talking to three people uh, three separate conversations over a whole evening um, people who were there for me people who provided solidarity people who um, provided comfort and wisdom and advice and friendship and I got myself out of it you know with help because I because I've learned how to move in and out of my pain without it having the power to control me because I've done that inner work because I I took down all the structures I built around my pain and actually chose to go into it in the, instead and that's the only way to be healthy I haven't been panicking with the coronavirus there's no need to panic we need to be responsible we need to take precautions we need to follow all the advice we need to, we need to take care of ourselves and take care of others be aware of how we're impacting other people be conscious of how we could spread it and try to avoid that um, but there's no need to panic all these people buying toilet paper and buying all the soap that's all the soap that's available it doesn't actually help and it wasn't necessary because supermarkets have extra stocks of it anyway coming in so if we'd all just bought what we needed we'd have, it would have been fine um, and and people panic because people like certainty it's a, again it's a human reaction because we like certainty and because we're maybe we're living in certainty we when that's disrupted and we're not we don't know what's going to happen and we're not sure and we've no experience of living in uncertainty then it's normal to panic it's not you know it's not unusual and so i understand that because when you're in a life of rhythm of certainty and suddenly that's disrupted and nothing is certain anymore well, what, of course you're going to panic. And it just brought home to me why it's healthier not to live in certainty. Yes, we all need structure and we all need rhythm to our lives. I was talking to my friend about this last night, that we need, we need a certain level of structure in our lives. We need routine. We need, we need practices which, which help our mental and emotional health and physical health. Um, I, I journal, I read regularly, I do yoga, I do meditation. All of these things are practices which help me be centred and at one with myself and be emotionally healthy and process all the, difficult, all the difficult stuff. And I find things coming out that I didn't even know were inside of me and it can be really, really healing. And that allows me to, to, to have uncertainty in all the other areas of my life. To have uncertainty and mystery in my spiritual journey, in my personal personal journey, in um, in my life choices, that I can take risks, um, that I don't need everything to be ordered and structured and certain, and uh, to 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 have a fulfilling, um, satisfying, peaceful life. So when this happened, I didn't panic. I was concerned and I was anxious and I got and 
uh, as I talked to you about earlier, if I, you know, all my triggers were activated and I felt that pain and it was very, very dark. It was very, very painful and I was very afraid, but I was never panicking. And I got myself out of that difficult place with the help of those structures that I have, those, those rhythms that I have and good community because we all need good community, don't we? We all need people around us. That's one of the things that I've noticed in the last week or so, uh, as this has got really escalated, is this has been bringing people together. I've seen it on social media, people supporting each other, praying for each other, um, offering encouragement to each other, um, talking about creating spaces where we can all gather online and support each other. Um, more gratitude I'm seeing it I'm seeing it and on just on social media I'm seeing it um, I'm and that really encourages me um, I'm seeing um, a sense of perspective on things because we because that's what these that's what suffering can do it's a great leveler it draws us together. It reminds us of what's really important and what's really worth getting upset about and what isn't. And, I mean, that was one of my experiences with grief and trauma as a child, is it actually made me realise what was really important and what wasn't. And as a result, I, there's things that other people have got worked up and stressed about in their life that I never did because I realised, you know what, at the end of the day, that's not important. That's not worth getting upset about. It's not worth getting worked up about. There's, there's more important things than that. And that's one of the things, one of the benefits of what's happening now is that hopefully, and I'm already seeing it, that people will have a greater sense of perspective as to what's really important and what's worth really, what's really worth getting upset about. You know, is it really worth getting that upset about our candidate not being nominated for um, president? when people are dying and when people are losing their jobs and people can't work and people um, are feeling vulnerable and afraid no, it's not it's just not um, and that's it we need to have a sense of perspective about things and see the bigger picture here and actually this is an opportunity for us to learn to lean into the pain. It's an opportunity for us to um, confront that in ourselves. To start building healthy structures which allow, uh, which allow us to be healthy. To build healthy structures into the pain. To build structures which allow us to go in and out of our pain without it having the power to control us. We have the opportunity to do that now. There are people who, um, therapists, coaches, um, speakers, experts, who are losing income because they can't go to events and speak about uh, and speak about uh, what they speak about, and they they lose money from that. They lose their income. You know, there are therapists who are um, having to self isolate, and they still need to make an income, and that's an opportunity for 
for us because there are many of us who probably need that support, who need a therapist, who need a spiritual director, who need a counsellor, who need somebody to talk to. And there's people out there who can, who, who you can connect with who will help you with that and can do that online. And you'll be providing them with an income that they might be losing. So we can do this together. We can be community together. We can support each other. That's what things like this can do. They bring us together. I saw this great video of people in Italy where everyone's, pretty much everyone's in quarantine. Um, people in different cities in Italy standing on their balconies um, singing songs together. There's this, this great video of people in Turin all doing the margarina together on, the, um, on their balconies. It was brilliant. And they had the music playing and everyone could hear it and everyone was dancing. And it was just bringing people together. People were connecting with each other. And it was beautiful. Even in the midst of such difficult times where people are suffering and people are dying, people are able to find a way to connect and find joy in the simple things and have gratitude for the simple things. And that, that's a beautiful thing. You know, and it doesn't take away or lessen or ignore any of the suffering, any of the struggles, any of the fears and anxieties that we have, which are legitimate and okay and genuine. And we should acknowledge those and we should confront those and we should be loving each other and supporting each other in those and recognizing those things are true. Um, we shouldn't be flippant about that, but we can still somehow find joy and solidarity, even in the midst of that. That's what joy really is. It's not. That's why joy is better than happiness. I always say this: joy beats happiness every day of the week because joy is not about your circumstances. Happiness, the word comes from comes from the word happenstance, which is which is about your circumstances. Happiness is dependent on your circumstances. Joy is not dependent on your circumstances. Joy is somehow being able to, to, to smile, somehow being able to find peace, even in the midst of suffering. And from experience, I've experienced a lot of difficult things. I had a childhood trauma. I lost my mother. Um, um, I've had other traumas happen to me in my life. Um, and I know that, that joy is possible even in the midst of the most difficult time. Um, I remember the day that my mother died, and the worst day of my life. Uh, I was in shock, and I was hurting. And I had planned to go out with my friends for a drink that evening, before my mother had passed away. And I wasn't going to go, and I told my dad, I won't go. You know, it would be too difficult. And my dad just said, no, 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 go. Go, you need to go. Um, just to get out of your head, spend time with your friends, spend time with people who love you. Um, forget about what's forget about what's happened for a bit. Just in just be present in the moment and enjoy and fight have joy. And that's what I did. I went out with my friends, I told them they knew what had happened, they 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 passed on their condolences, they were very sorry and very understanding. But then we had a laugh and a joke and just hung out and relaxed and didn't dwell on it. You know, we didn't, and 
I had a good night and I, and I found some joy even in the midst of that really difficult moment and that, that's what I needed because if I dwelt in the if I'd sat if I dwelt in the pain too long it would have been overwhelming so it's just finding that balance of saying I will not build a structure around this pain and try to ignore it I will confront it I will face it I will acknowledge it I will deal with it with expert support and with community I will do that but at the same time I will not let it overwhelm me and I will try to find joy even in the midst of it I've been tweeting um, some little funny tweets jokes that came up when um, because I because I was just and I was saying to people you know I need to I need to find something to 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 soothe me to uh, some kind of therapy um, because sometimes when you're when you're struggling, laughing is the only way that you can deal with it. Um, and I, I know people who have lost people, and one of their and their, their natural response to loss is to laugh, because that's the only way they can process their pain. That's the only way they can process their loss. Um, and joy is important. Um, joy does joy does not joy acknowledges the pain. Joy recognises the pain. Joy is in the midst of pain. Joy is not separate from pain. It is not the opposite of pain. It is not the opposite of suffering. And it is not disrespectful to suffering. It honours suffering. Um, And we need to find just those small nuggets of joy, even in the difficult times. And And we do that in community, and we do that together. And we do that when we love one another and when we are there for each other and when we are each other's neighbour. You know, the, the words of Jesus really come to mind. Love your neighbour as yourself. Jesus, Jesus says at the end of the day, we're, it's, this, is, this is all about community. It's all about being with each other and supporting each other and reminding each other that we are not alone. Because we're not alone. You're not alone. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm anxious. I'm worried about things. Um, and if you are feeling that way too, well, we're not alone. There's two of us. We can go through this together. Um, we can support each other. We can love each other. We can serve each other. We can be there for each other. And as I reflected more on what's happened, I, I began to see that there will be those opportunities in this as well. There's an opportunity here to build healthy rhythms and structures in our lives. There's opportunities for innovation. Necessity is the mother of invention. We have the chance to create new things. Some people will have to find new ways to make a living. Some people will find new will find new ideas to, of things to create which can help people. Um, you might find new resources created which can help people who are struggling. We might have scientific innovations that come out as a result of this which help us. That that's 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 entirely a possibility, and we can create we can create new lives. We have a chance to change. To, create, to recreate our lives, to create a new healthy rhythm and structure to our lives, and actually to, dis- to discover more of who we are. 
and what we really want and what we really desire and who we want to be and a chance to create that. We have a chance to discover new communities. New communities will be created out of this. They already are. Online communities, potentially physical communities, eventually, once it's past, once the worst has passed and people are able to meet in big events again, um, the new communities will be built, will be, will be built, friendships will be made. And, I mean, I've found that already, that's happened to me already. I've, I've built a couple of new friendships already on the back of what has happened. And two people that I have really connected with and I really care about and care about me. And that is wonderful. Even in the midst of the difficult stuff that is happening, I have somehow managed to find that. And that is, that is, that is, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. And it's an opportunity for us to collectively pause and reflect and connect and let go of the small things that divide us to get a healthy perspective of what is important and what isn't, to find gratitude, to find joy. It's an opportunity for that. It's an opportunity to discover a new rhythm to our lives and to find new connection with ourselves and with other people. I mean, this podcast that I'm recording now probably wouldn't exist if this crisis hadn't happened. I wouldn't have thought of recording podcasts on my own, just me talking to you. And, but yet here I am. And now I have some ideas for other episodes that I might, might be wanting to release. And I'm working on a project with somebody, um, creating an online event, which I thought I would never do. <laughs> and this is an opportunity to, again, to bring people together and to bring people to... Uh, to, to grow and learn together and find new community and, and to support people who are, who are losing out financially because of this. So this opportunity has come up because of what's happened. Um, and that's an amazing thing. Um, we are not alone. We're not alone. Right now it's painful. Right now we're afraid. Things are uncertain and things may get worse. And I know this and I feel this. And that's not easy. It's not easy for any of us. And none of us are alone in this. What I'm trying with my fingernails is to hold on to some kind of hope and to see some kind of hope. Hope that this will, this too will pass. Hope that when this is all over we will emerge more grateful more connected to each other and ourselves with a healthier, wider perspective. Hope that we will, be, that we will learn to be there for each other where we mourn, to, when we grieve what we have lost. When this is over and we have to grieve what we've lost, that we will be able to do that together with a sense of perspective. And that ultimately we will be able to grow somehow and become more connected and more healthy as a result of what's happened. And that does not dismiss at all the pain and the suffering and the grief that we will that we will experience. Because that is valid and it is real and we are all feeling it to different degrees. And if you are feeling it, you are not alone. You really are not alone. I'm feeling it too. And it's valid 
and it's just part of being human and it's okay to be human. I just want to end with a quote from one of my favourite films, The Shawshank Redemption. Andy Dufresne, one of the quotes at the end, says this. Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Hope is scarce, but hope is still breathing. As long as we're breathing, as long as some of us are breathing, hope is still breathing. You're not alone, whatever you are going through, whatever you are feeling, whatever you're experiencing, you are not alone. We hear you, we see you, we are with you, we stand in solidarity with you. If you need to connect with me, if you need someone to talk to, um, I'm on social media at jamesprescott77. Um, you can tweet me. Um, you can join our Facebook community, Parma Podcast, continuing the conversation. That's a Facebook community. I'd love it if you could go there if you want some community, some solidarity, if you want someone to listen, uh, if you want to feel less alone, that community is there for you. Um, I want to open that space up to everybody. Um, I really So please just go there. I'd love to connect with you and hear from you and support you. Um, because we need to be doing this together. We need to be supporting each other. We need to know we're not alone. And I love all of you. And I send all my love and my prayers and solidarity and support to all of you. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, grace and peace. <laughs>